1: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Rise and shine, nerds!
0: You're tuned in. Episode before it ever <laughs> Just took a, a little bit too much of an energy drink, and my mouth was trying to go faster than my brain. <laughs> You just tuned in to episode 458 of the Macro Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd.
2: And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day. And I need some coffee.
0: I've had enough. <laughs> today on the show, we're taking a look at the controversial stuff in the new Disney Pixar movie, Turning Red.
2: Also on the show today, you should have kept that secret ingredient a secret.
0: But first, today is Tuesday, April 5th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate.
2: That's right. It is First Contact Day. Yeah. Only some will understand.
0: <laughs> it is the, the Star Trek established day. Where the, the Vulcans made first contact with the humans. Okay. It technically hasn't happened yet.
2: Okay. I Listen. Think. Listen. I
0: don't know. We go so fast. I mean, it's already how many years since it was 2015 that was Back to the Future's future. <laughs> right? So we're way past that now. So we might be past the Star Trek date. I don't remember. <laughs>
2: okay. I just need to say, hmm. I need to put this out there. Today is April 5th, mm-hmm. okay, and it is a Star Trek holiday. Mm-hmm. Now listen, guys, I have said for years, growing up, I was much more of a Star Trek fan than I was Star Wars. My mm-hmm. dad watched Star Trek all the time, all the time, um, but I'm finding it slightly suspicious that in less than a month, we're going to have the Star Wars holiday.
0: Why is it? Oh, okay, good. We got some time. So, Tad uh, says it's 2063 when this happens. So. Oh, yeah.
2: We got some time.
0: <sighs> or Will we be alive? We should still we, be alive.
2: We would be 78. We'll be here. Yeah.
0: We'll meet the Vulcans.
2: That's fast math. <laughs> Being a librarian has made me fast at math. I
3: don't
0: I'm not sure that. I trust the fact that you got that right. <laughs> I mean, Mainly because I just saw that clip recently of... You shaming me for saying that I was the wrong age in my story and then doing the math and realizing, <laughs> oh, no, that's exactly the age you were.
2: <laughs> mm. um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I find it very suspicious. Suspicious? Yeah. I mean, May
0: 4th. Also, I don't remember May the 4th being a thing until after 2010. yeah. Like I definitely don't remember anybody yeah. ever saying that in high school, yeah, do you I think and I ran with nerdy people.
2: <laughs> no, I don't remember it being a thing in high school yeah. at all i It was while we were in Italy that it became a big thing it was there a movie that came out around that time
0: uh I don't know. Maybe, or maybe they just started using that as like the promo, the promotion day where they're promotion, talking about it.
2: The promotion, the
0: promo. I was going to say promo day, and then I changed the promotion. The, in the promotion
2: day. <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what other holidays do we have? <laughs>
2: oh, uh, it's also National Caramel Day. Yeah. And National Deep Dish Pizza Day. Yeah. And National Flash Drive Day.
0: Obsolete. <laughs> Almost, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Who yeah. needs those anymore? Uh-huh. <sighs> it's really quick how, or it's really weird how quick <laughs> things go obsolete these days.
2: <laughs> oh, that, like, just made, that made my nerd side laugh and chuckle.
0: What
2: Ted's, I, Ted says, I'm pro-motion, not con-motion. <laughs> you get it? I mean... Con-
0: Pro and cons?
2: Like, yeah, but commotion, not con motion, but commotion. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Forget it.
0: You're welcome. Now I don't remember what I was... I,
2: I got it. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but apparently, I'm alone.
0: Now Mo and I are nerds of several flavors, but we're also nerds for several flavors. And
2: every week... Mostly. Yeah. We like to showcase junk food that has been recently announced or even spotted in stores or on
0: menus. That's right. So we're going to kick today off with Doritos Roulette is back, uh, where roughly a quarter of the bag is the flame and Hot version, but the rest are normal. Uh, and in these versions before, this was only available in uh, the nacho cheese flavor. But this year they have brought it to the Cool Ranch variety as well. Okay. Which makes me want to try it again in Cool Ranch.
2: Yeah, but remember do you remember taste testing these? Mhm. We just sat there.
0: But eventually you got a hot one and I didn't.
2: One hot <laughs> one out of the
0: entire bag. Oh, maybe this one will be better. We did try that uh, other that like roulette from the other country Doritos, the Wasabi one. Oh yeah. And I couldn't get one for the life of me. <laughs> And you got two of them.
2: But again, two (laughs) out of an entire bag. I feel
0: like if anybody
2: is purchasing these Doritos, then they want to get (laughs) a spicy one. Maybe.
0: But if that's really all they want, they could just buy the spicy version.
2: Whatever. Right. Mind your business.
0: <laughs> it's a game.
2: Read the next thing.
0: <laughs> ben & Jerry's Dublin Mudslide is back for only the third time ever. The last time being from 2010 to 2013, so it's been almost well, well, yeah, almost a decade since you could buy it. The fan favorite flavor features Irish cream ice cream, chocolate chocolate chip ice cream, <laughs> chocolate chocolate chip cookies, and a coffee fudge swirl. I don't Ooh. think
2: I don't think I've ever had this, but no? it sounds delicious.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Snapple's Element, uh, sorry, Snapple Elements are back. I uh, said Snapple's Element. Snapple Elements are back. Uh, these were originally launched in 1999, and uh, the line grew to incorporate many flavors. Unfortunately, the line was ultimately discontinued in 2008. The relaunch features three varieties, rain, air, and Fire. The flavor profiles match those of the original Snapple Elements line. Rain is still Agave Cactus, which, what is that flavor? The fire is still Dragon Fruit, and the new air is Prickly Pear and Peach White Tea. Mm. Prickly Pear. Mm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch has come out with a creamy cinnamon spread. Okay. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. That could be good. Mm. It's like one of those cookie butters, except for cereal. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in to try it.
2: I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> uh, this one's weird. Uh, so M&M's has launched a new product line called Munchums. I saw this. Now available on M&M's.com and coming soon to Walmarts and Wegmans. The Munchums have a crispy center surrounded by milk chocolate and then a crunchy baked shell. So it's not a candy shell. It's 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 almost kinda like a cookie shell. But I'm not sure it qualifies as a cookie either, and it's just really unclear as to what it is. Uh, they have two flavors, milk chocolate and salted caramel. The the crispy center intrigues me. The crunchy shell confuses me. But I want to try them. Yeah. They're also supposed to have less sugar than normal MMs, which Is an interesting aside.
2: That's always a win. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Frosted Flakes is coming out with three new versions. A better than ever chocolate flavor. There has been a chocolate flavor, but they have reformulated it. Strawberry milkshake flavor and cinnamon toast crunch or cinnamon French toast.
2: You better watch yourself. Sorry. I can't say cinnamon toast crunch.
0: Cinnamon French toast flavor.
2: Which is just cinnamon toast crunch.
0: Well, well, no, because there's a French toast crunch made by the same Cinnamon Toast Crunch people. And we have it at our house this week, and it is fantastic. Not as good as Cinnamon Toast Crunch, obviously. Nothing's as good. But the French Toast Crunch, which came out when we were kids, and then it was gone for many, many years. Uh,
2: I don't know why I don't remember this. You don't remember? It looked like little
0: pieces of toast. It's like little pieces of bread. even has the crust coloring on the outside. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Okay. Uh, anyway, all these cereals actually sound fine. I love Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes is probably one of my favorite cereals. I have never tried any of the other flavorings, but I'd be willing to try a Cinnamon French Toast flavored one.
2: It's just one more way that you and my husband are similar. <laughs> <laughs> Who really likes Frosted Flakes?
0: I've always loved them.
2: I know, but uh, Chris too. I don't get it.
0: Like- Frosted Flakes, Raisin Bran Crunch, hmm. Raisin Bran Crunch. Have you never had Raisin Bran Crunch? Oh no, no! Takes Raisin Bran and ups it to a insane level of What's deliciousness. What's the crunch? I like all the all the. The flakes are essentially frosted flakes, but they're like, it's like a sugar coating, so it makes them harder, crispier, and it, they don't dissolve, or they don't uh, goo up, you know, and they don't get all mushy. Hmm. And then it's got little granola bits in it, too. Okay. Little, little balls of granola. Okay. It's really good.
2: KY. Really good. In our chat says that she also always loved frosted flakes and that they were the boxes that she claimed in the mini pack of Heck cereal. Yes. I am just here to let y'all know that you don't have to claim those. They're the last <laughs> ones always for a reason. Like
0: <laughs> they are the mini Fritos bag. Everybody of is the going cereals, to leave them there for you. You can have them.
2: them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no need up. to claim no, them. I would take... them I would take no, the Frosted please. Flakes over please. I want the Frosted Flakes. Over you the cannot Cocoa Puffs, have them.
0: Over the Fruit Loops, <laughs> over the Apple Jacks, over the Honey Nut Cheerios. Frosted Flakes <laughs> was the first pick every time.
2: Uh, every time. Yeah, no.
0: Every time. Mm-mm.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Corn Pops. <laughs> corn Pops. Okay, I take it back. Corn Pops <laughs> was the first pick, but Frosted Flakes was a close second.
2: Corn Pops. Forgot all about And then Honey pops. Smacks. Nah, ugh, no. I love the Honey Smacks.
0: Gooby <laughs> Well, not mm. gooey, but the mushy coffee bean oh, yes. weirdness. So good. <laughs> so good. Okay. I didn't hate them, but I didn't. They were like, never. They're a whole heck of a lot better only, than Frosted I would Planks. only eat them if like, someone bought them already, and that was the only option. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I could never get into honeycombs.
2: Oh, honeycombs are good.
0: I never. I tried it. Golden Grahams? Like, I tried it three or four mm. times, thinking I should like this, and I just never did. <laughs> Golden Grahams, I love. I love Golden Grahams. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough... From early on as a kid, I've liked the old the old person cereal. Like the old person cereal. Crackling oat brand. <laughs> Little O's of sugar coated oats that have been like machine pressed together. <laughs> it's actually really good.
2: <laughs> My favorite favorite cereal is Frosted Mini Wheats.
0: Frosted Mini Wheats are are a go to for sure. Yeah. But the, is, the minis.
2: A- they have to be the minis,
0: right? Not the those giant ones mm-hmm. or the, the big pillows. No, yep. forget that. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, the mini Of course,
0: ones. Oh. of course.
2: Okay, uh, um, this is fav- not just a cereal. <laughs> well, we're here so.
0: though. We're here. What's your what's your all time <laughs> favorite cereal?
2: Uh, Assuming
0: it's, it's not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. If oh, it is, then the next one.
2: The Frosted Mini Wheats. Is it really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I
2: have three top favorite. Cinnamon Toast there? Crunch, Frosted Mini Wheats, and then the Oatmeal Squares, Quaker Oatmeal squir- Squares.
0: Okay. I bet those are very similar oh. to Cracklin' Oat Bran.
2: Uh, possibly. Yeah. But they're My, sweet.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're sweet. My sugar. all-time favorite is Post Select's Banana Nut brand Crunch, or Banana Nut Crunch. Yeah, that's what it is. That one is the bomb.
2: It's his favorite, but he doesn't know the name.
0: <laughs> I never get to buy it anymore. Also, it's ridiculously expensive for it a is. very tiny box.
2: Because it's the healthy stuff.
0: But, uh, well, it's the quality stuff. Like, I mean, this is the. All the stuff in it is the non super soaked in sugar. Yeah. Terrible stuff. Again. Hence it's the selects.
2: Healthy. Yeah, I guess. For cereal. Yeah. For sorrel. Yeah. Right. For sorrel. Yeah. All
0: right. What are we doing? Food. Here we go. Uh-huh, the yeah. summer edition of Red Bull is rolling out now. This year, its flavor is strawberry apricot. Uh
2: huh. Mm. You're not an
0: apricot fan. I'm not, but if it was heavy on the strawberry, I bet I'd be fine with it. Is there just a strawberry Red Bull out there? Is there a strawberry anything out there for energy drinks? Because I feel like I'd like it, but I've never seen one.
2: You know, why is it? That you don't see a whole lot of just strawberry flavored things.
0: Oh, you do in like candy and like strawberries, the number one Pop-Tart. Strawberry is very popular. I mean, it's the red and Skittles. It's not cherry. Like there's more strawberry candy and things. It's in drink that you don't see it, which is very strange.
2: I just feel like it's always a lot of strawberry and Kiwi. I mean,
0: yeah, when you're doing combinations.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it typically,
0: strawberry kiwi, strawberry banana. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, um, oh. uh Twizzlers is coming out with some new filled twist minis in the flavor of an orange cream pop. Okay. That sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. Orange Twizzler with a little cream center? Okay. A little cream
2: center? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I need to say this before I forget, because I know I'm going to forget. And the orange cream just made me remember... You're going to have to follow me down this rabbit trail.
0: I'm I'm in for the ride. Okay.
2: Orange cream pops make me think of the orange cream popsicles, right? Right.
0: That's what this is. Yeah.
2: So better than the orange cream popsicles was way in our early childhood, the raspberry cream popsicles. (gasps) Mm. But even better than the raspberry cream popsicles was when cream of wheat Made the raspberry swirl packets. You got your cream of wheat, and then it had the rest. <laughs> okay, listen. That, yeah. I'm gonna need cream of wheat to bring that back, please.
0: <laughs> I do, and they had it in multiple flavors. It wasn't just raspberry.
2: Yeah, but now the three. only thing that yeah. they have is the maple syrup, which is disgusting.
0: Right. I do remember that though. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: I need them. I also remember
0: like the oatmeal that had the dinosaur eggs. Yeah. That they would hatch.
2: They those sometimes.
0: Do they? Yeah. They would, I don't know how, but they'd hatch yeah. into little dinosaurs. Into little
2: dinosaurs. How do yeah. they do it? I don't know. I never but bought it
0: to find out because I, I don't like oatmeal.
2: Why is raspberry not a flavor like it used to be when we were kids? Like You don't see raspberry nearly as much.
0: You're saying this again. Raspberry is everywhere. It's no. the bane of my existence.
2: What? Blue raspberry, raspberry. It's the same flavor. It's there's not no, the same flavor.
0: Tell me what the heck a blue raspberry is. I don't is. know. It's I raspberry. really raspberry. Matt,
2: I think that they take blueberry and raspberry they and they do mix not. it. That's not Be, what it, that but is. But it's not the same flavor. It is. Raspberry alone on its own the is only probably my favorite flavor. It's because
0: there's too many red candies and they no. don't have any blue candy. No. So they made mm-hmm. it in blue.
2: It's not. <laughs> It's not. I
0: Blue raspberry
2: you. Jolly Ranchers taste nothing like the raspberry, uh, I don't know, raspberry preserves <laughs> that I put on my toast. I don't know. Well,
0: the green See, apple Tavid Jolly Ranchers taste nothing like the green apple pie that I had the other day. Of course <laughs> they don't taste the same. When did
2: you have a green apple pie?
0: <laughs> All apple pies are green apple pies. They're just apple pies. But they're made of green apples. But they're apple pies. But you understand what I'm saying. It's but the I've same flavor. a
2: green apple pie.
0: <laughs> I'm going to never. throw <laughs> this unopened monster at and you.
2: And listen, I have two people in chat now who are saying
0: that it doesn't taste like real raspberries. Of course it doesn't taste like real raspberries. None of this fruit flavored candy tastes like real fruit. What's going on here? How are y'all? I've devoted my life to hating raspberry flavors of all kinds. I know that they're the
2: same. Your life has been a lie.
0: (laughs) You don't like
2: blue raspberry. That's what you don't like. We really do sound like an old married couple right now.
0: (laughs) Blue is not a color that really occurs in you nature. You
2: don't like blue raspberries. That's what you don't like,
0: Matthew. in food. There are no blue foods that are naturally blue. Blueberries? Even blueberries are purple. They are not blue. <laughs> blueberries are freaking purple. I will fight you. Okay, last up on our list of food. <laughs> And this is something that uh, there uh, that I think KY is leading the charge of trying to get for us, but it's probably impossible because it's a sweepstakes. Pepsi is partnering with IHOP to release a new maple syrup Pepsi via sweepstakes. Cool. The sweepstakes starts today from uh, today. Yeah, today. Uh, From Pepsi says, fans looking to get their hands on this limited edition drop of Pepsi Maple Syrup Cola can post a photo or video of their stacks of pancakes on Instagram or Twitter, tagging hashtag show us your stack, which isn't dirty, but it sounds dirty. Doesn't it sound dirty? A little bit. (laughs) And hashtag Pepsi sweepstakes and at IHOP. Fans must follow at Pepsi for the duration of the sweepstakes. At Quick, there are only 2,000 winners.
2: I think it's going to be too
0: sweet. Toot I don't. sweet. Toot, sweet. Toot, sweet. Um, that
2: was a song from uh Chitty Bang Bang."
0: Is that where that comes uh-huh. from?
2: Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Choo what does Bang Toot Bang sweet"
0: mean? Does it just I'm mean quickly? Because that's Toot, how I always hear it used sweet. in context. Toot, you better move your butt. Too sweet. Sweet.
2: I have no idea what it means. It's a song.
0: I just. That's it. I just. It sounds like you're farting sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong about this, Mo?
2: Yeah, because you can't (laughs) fart sugar. Listen, 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 listen. (sighs) Blue carrots are blue and blue crabs.
0: Blue carrots are also a shade of purple.
2: Are also blue.
0: Blue crawdads I will give you because that's an animal.
2: Blue crabs.
0: Whatever, yeah. Are also blue. Animals, yes. Okay, I can give you that.
2: Yeah, but you eat them. Sure, and I'll, I'll give you
0: that. I, I'm agreeing You're to you. Wrong. And I said, rarely occurs in nature. I didn't say, never, ever happens. I You're said, wrong. rarely. <sighs> so, how about you back up off me? You're wrong. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Have you ever heard a nerdy word or phrase that you were positive you should know, but you didn't? We've all been there feeling like our nerd cred is dropping by the second. Well, fear not. LTN is here to help you hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention because we've got a new nerdy definition for you. Today's term is burial. This is a wrestling term for the work-lowering of a wrestler's status in the eyes of the fans. The opposite of a push, it is the act of a promoter or booker causing a wrestler to lose popularity or credibility, or damaging their gimmick through means such as forcing them to lose in squash matches, a short one-sided match where an opponent just gets put through the ringer, losing continuously, allowing opponents to no-sell, as in pretend not to be hurt, or kick out, getting a shoulder up before the three count, of said wrestler's finisher. The signature devastating move that usually signals a coming victory, man, you're getting a lot of extra definitions today, or forcing them to participate in unentertaining or degrading storylines, or maybe they're just not used on TV at all. A burial is often used as a form of punishment due to real-life backstage disagreements between the wrestler and the booker, the wrestler falling out of favor with the company or sometimes to demote an unpopular performer or gimmick, which in that case isn't always a bad thing because this may allow the wrestler to return with a new, better gimmick in the near future. So the next time you hear a wrestling fan complain that their favorite guy got buried on the show last week... You can console him or her accordingly, because now you understand that reference. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt.
2: And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us.
0: Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day.
2: Though Chicago was founded in 1833, Chicago pizza wasn't served in the city until more than a century later. Pizzeria Uno, which opened in 1943, was the first restaurant to ever serve this dish. The heirs of the restaurant's founder, like Ike Sewell and its chef, Rudy Malnati, Uh, have disputed which of the two men actually invented the deep dish pizza, but both agree that it was first served at Uno's.
0: Yeah, I remember actually hearing about this uh, when I went to an Uno's in Idaho, when uh, I went with my girlfriend, now wife's family, uh, to spend Christmas uh, with their grandparents. And we sat there and like the the seating hostess or whatever, Stood there for an uncomfortably long time telling us the whole history of deep dish pizzas. <laughs> and then Lovely. I remember getting mine, and I'm like, this is underwhelming.
2: I'm not even all the, hungry anymore. For all Thanks.
0: the build up of how, how this was the original and this must be the best, uh, this kind of came in lackluster here. Yeah. How about a little extra cheese? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever. I'm not a fan of...
0: You're not a fan of deep dish? Mm-mm. Now, okay, now are we talking like... We're talking about like deep dish, like the real one. Deep dish. I like pan pizza from Pizza Hut, but like.
2: No, I actually like pan pizza. Okay. I'm I mean, not like a pan fan of deep deep. Dish. So you're not a
0: fan of like the the cheese being the first layer on the crust, nope. and the sausage, and then Mm-mm. the sauce. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. it's not my favorite either. <laughs> that's,
2: it just it seems wrong.
0: Again, it's one of those things that like I'd eat if that's what people were serving. So, no options.
2: I think honestly, for me, I feel like with deep dish pizza, they somebody somewhere was making a pizza and they forgot to put down the layer of sauce until everything else was already down. And then they're like, Oh, shoot, (laughs) we have to have sauce on a pizza. How do we fix this?
0: It's the rookie in the back putting the cheese, yeah, the meat, yeah, like, dude. This whole thing is sauce. Right. You just completely. I nah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm making a thing. Yeah, everybody's gonna love
2: it. Yeah, exactly. But I really do feel like that's what happened, and there is a large percentage of people who really do like it. But I think that the, that percentage of people are just people who like novelty kind of things. Whereas I'm like, no, nah, just keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Um, and
0: oh, then now it's time for SSA News.
2: <laughs> We're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers Pack.
0: All right, here's your story. A teen bakes grandpa's ashes into delicious cookies and shares with all her friends. <sighs> Grandparents, Mm -hmm. they embarrass us in front of our friends and they make delicious cookies. Sometimes that's thanks to years of experience. Sometimes it's because of a secret ingredient that makes a family recipe unique. About two weeks ago, two students at Da Vinci Charter Academy in Davis, California, treated their friends to a batch of delicious homemade sugar cookies. One of the students asked me if I wanted a cookie. I figured, it's a cookie. Why not? Described student Andy Knox to local news outlet KCRA. I took a bite of it, and she told me there was a special ingredient. I was like, did you... Is this a weed cookie or something? And she said no. So what's the secret ingredient that gave the baked goodies their mouthwateringly gray sandy crunch? She said it was her grandpa's ashes, Knox explained. And then she kind of (laughs) laughed. Knox wasn't the only student who had one of the alleged cremation cakes. A total of nine students have told police they were also given a cookie. And some even say that they knew about the morbid ingredients before they ate them. Uh, One apparently quite happy grandpa chomper. Told BuzzFeed News, the cookies were a bit too granulated. I don't think the ash incorporated well. Ash is ash. Doesn't matter where it comes from. It really isn't that big of a deal. Outside of the gross-out factor, authorities say that there's no reason for alarm. No students have gotten sick after eating the cookies. And the school has issued a statement assuring parents that their children are safe and there's no health risk. It's still unclear why anybody would want to bake their own grandparents' ashes into a cookie and share them around the school. As we all know, humans aren't that nutritious. Do we all know that? And unfortunately, we'll probably never know for sure whether the budding baker story was even true, since her ash brownies were apparently so popular that none were left for tasting. So that was just a play on hash brownies. These were cookies. Nevertheless, police believe the claims are credible, and the student responsible was suspended before returning to school, according to her school friends, although the police have been investigating. No charges have been filed, partly because the law just doesn't know how to deal with such a bizarre incident. (laughs) really don't think it fits in any crime section Davis police lieutenant Paul Doroshov told AP News although one obscure Californian law does make it an offense to mishandle human remains according to Doroshov, this isn't what the law was intended to stop uh thoughts
2: <laughs> um, <I'm- laughs> I'm never going to be able to make resurrection rolls with my children again <laughs> without thinking about cremation cookies. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Oh,
2: so, today's white answer card to add to our future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is sneaking my grandpa's ashes into the cookies I make, just like Peepaw would have wanted. <laughs> This has been SSA News, sponsored by BackrowGames.com.
0: All right, let's take another quick break.
2: When we come back, we dive into our main topic.
0: Stick around.
1: We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize relational outreach. From huge conventional halls to local game nights
0: across the world. LTN wants to show the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We're always developing resources and articles to help you grow nerd ministry in
1: your area and expanding our reach as a ministry into all areas of nerd culture. Connect with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd and at LTN On
0: Air to join in.
2: or don't, we're not your parents and we won't be mad. Just disappointed.
0: Alright, so we've been talking about Turning Red, the latest animated movie from Disney Pixar, and uh, one of the few to not be rated G. Uh, And the Christian community has had some issues with the movie, uh, raising a lot of controversial questions and some condemnations. So today we're going to talk about some of those with our friends from Discord. We've got uh, Hillary, KY redhead here, and we've got uh, our buddy Tad. And uh, you both have seen the movie, right? We've we've confirmed yeah. this.
3: I have not seen the movie.
0: You haven't oh. seen the
3: movie. <laughs> I've not.
0: But you wanted to jump in on this chat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, certain aspects of the chat, because I, uh, yeah, certain aspects of the chat interest me greatly.
0: Okay, so you're say. aware, you're aware of some of the things. I am,
3: I am aware. Yes.
0: Okay. I'm aware. Uh, and, and Mo I will
3: comment on things that
2: require knowledge of the movie.
3: But...
0: Okay. Well, Mo saw yeah. the movie at least as much as she stayed awake. She I,
2: I saw as much of the movie <laughs> as I see of most movies.
0: <laughs> I watched the movie despite the fact that it was very difficult for a, a grown male to uh, connect with some of it. But there's some stuff that I actually did connect with quite yeah. a lot. Um. <clears throat> so... Essentially, this movie is roughly set in the early 2000s, 2003, 2004, and it is kind of a coming-of-age story. Uh, It's taking the story of basically a girl hitting puberty, uh, but making it fantastical, saying there's some sort of like a Buddhist um, family, not necessarily curse, but it's kind of treated like a curse uh nowadays where when you come of age you let out an inner beast a big red panda and you have to learn to kind of tame the emotional red panda by keeping those emotions in check until they do like this weird ceremony where they can imprison the panda into some sort of amulet it's a whole story it's a whole thing
2: it's a whole movie but it's
0: essentially <laughs> it's essentially <laughs> about uh you know Becoming a woman, kind of, you know, for lack of a better term. So, uh, I mean, Tad, you're also a a
1: grown adult male.
2: (laughs) You're also a woman. Who watched this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, but I also, I work with kids, so I have a little bit of a unique perspective, so. Well,
0: what did you think of the movie, like, overall?
1: Um... It it didn't catch my attention all the way through. Okay. Um yeah, but I loved the nostalgia of the whole thing. That was just great. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved the friends. The friends were just they were dynamic. Yeah, it was a good um, group. Yes. Uh and um and the just the it it's canada in toronto uh, with <laughs> with chinatown and my mom grew up uh, ch- like uh 20 minutes away from chinatown in in a um in scarborough uh surrounded by uh two italian families when she grew up so it it really hit home type of thing just because of stories <laughs> and stuff like that so you know. yeah it was it was an enjoyable watch uh Would I Let Someone younger than a teenage watch Probably not
0: Yeah and I think that's the Maybe the crux of all the issues Is that Disney might not have done a, a, a Good enough job Um advertising that this is Really a movie for kids Of this age Like around the preteen to teenager Um age not necessarily For younger kids Um and I mean it is PG and so I can you kind of assume that that you know you're expected to number 1 watch this under parental guidance and number 2 uh be a little bit older than the Y7 you know crowd but mm-hmm. uh they also did advertise it on like the Disney Junior page uh for mm-hmm. a short while you know on the on the Disney Plus app which is not the target demographic for the for the story. Um, so I, I mean I get that bit of the backlash, but let, let's go through some of the things in the film that gave some people paused. Um, number one, they they do talk about in kind of hyperbolic terms uh, a girl having her period. Uh, I believe the 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 wording used was "has the red peony bloomed." That was the phrase they used. When the mother was asking her, thinking that that's what that was, and then bringing her a bunch of uh, sanitary napkins.
2: (laughs) You can't even say the word?
0: That's what they wrote here on the page. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there is a scene where, again, thinking that that's the thing, the mom is like at the school holding up Mm. a big box of pads and says the word pads. And so, like, parents were kind of uncomfortable. But again, I think thinking from a younger child's perspective that, you know, they're talking about that. What? Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a female.
3: I am so passionate about this topic. It's so hard not to. Yeah. Please. Anyway.
1: OK, <laughs> go ahead. Um, so Either one of you. it was it was OK for my perspective. It was only like 10 minutes of the film
0: if that, that yeah if they that.
1: really focused on that and like this whole like uh hyper oh our girls changing ty- uh, you know changing um but then it it really didn't touch on that at all throughout the rest of the the movie ex- uh, except for the the friends wanting to become a woman for going to this concert type of thing so um yeah I mean, honestly, you could skip those 10 minutes of the film and totally still be on track of what was going on in the film. Right. Like, you could cut it out and, and the film is still intact. So <sighs> in that case, it wasn't that important.
0: Sure. But I guess the question would become, though, it would, it, would it even be necessary to still be fine as a movie? Would we, should, we, should we feel the need to cut it out? Like, should we feel the need to not be able to talk about that? Again, uh, I'm not a lady, so I'd really like to see a
1: lady. Yeah, movie from that. <laughs> that's fine.
3: <laughs> well, I haven't seen the movie, so Mo, I don't know if you want to go first because you have seen it, or if it. that matters for the context of this conversation.
0: Not really.
2: Uh, weigh in okay. your opinion, Hillary, and I'll I'll piggyback okay. off you because I'm, okay, I'm so I mean is... <laughs> I'm fairly certain we're probably in agreement here, so.
3: Yeah, this, this is the whole reason why I was like, I've got to make time out of my day to be part of this conversation because I'm very passionate about education for people who don't know me. I homeschool, um, I've always homeschooled. My degree is in education, which is useless for homeschooling. That's another story. And I have three boys. I only have three boys. I'm a boy mom and I have two teenagers and a preschooler. And um, so I'm very, very passionate about making sure that they know things that they need to know in order to function in society. And I feel like part of that is, knowing how to relate to women, um, as friends, as coworkers, um, as, you know, potential future spouses, et cetera. They're going to be dads hopefully one day. Um, and menstruation is just, it's part of life. I mean, that's part of, you know, our society, it's just something we experience and that's just a normal part of life. And I really feel like it should not be taboo. I know it is. Um, but my goal, at least for my family is to make sure that the boys know, Hey, you know what happens every month physiologically? Yeah. <laughs> to women who experience this, well, here's what happens. And this is why, you know, they hurt. And this is why they feel like they can't wear their clothes because here's what a uterus size normally looks like. And during menstruation, it can swell up to this many times its size. And can you imagine trying to put your clothes on when that's happening and how frustrating that would be? And just letting them know, you know, what's happening to your friend, if they have a broken arm, if they have appendicitis, you know, you can sympathize with your friend who's going through that. You can, you can advocate for them. You can treat them with respect and gentleness And even, you know, use your privileges, white middle class males, which all of my children are, um, to stand up for and defend people who are not being treated well. And I mean, I grew up being teased. I'm sure every uh, woman who has experienced menstruation or has been a woman around other people has experienced some sort of teasing or, you know, a ha ha, are you on your period kind of thing. And I just feel like if more men or even women knew what menstruation was, how it happened, what was actually happening in their body at the time that they would not be as quick to make jokes. And, um, so I, I really, I think that information is important here and I love that turning red has made this a talking point. I don't like the way that it was handled. Uh, I don't like the, the negative aspect of the way that it's being treated, but I do feel like this is an important, vital, piece of knowledge that we are missing as a society when we have whole generations upon generations growing up of both men and women not knowing how an average or typical woman's body would work and develop and function in a healthy way. And so, um, obviously, (laughs) I feel very passionate about that topic. So
0: That was good and very very fast Uh, i had several jokes to throw in and you were talking too fast for me to get no she's
2: not gonna let you joke about this situation
0: Uh, (laughs) tad what were you saying i'm "I'm sorry if
3: part of your lining of one of your organs ripped out every month and horrified you you'd probably be like man i wish someone would be nice to me and bring me a cookie so (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) i was just gonna say you know you're saying what's going on. You don't know what's going on in your body. I'm like, they're literally yeah. dying a little bit on the inside yeah. every month.
3: Yeah. And too many girls like with turning red. I'm like, I have friends. And I'm sure Mo does too, who they grew up and their parents. Didn't know how to talk to them about it. So they just didn't. And then they just, it just happened to them one day and they thought they were going to die. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's so tragic and it's, it's unnecessary. And I just, I'm, I really want to empower parents to have these hard conversations with their kids, you know, menstruation, sex, all these things that they're going to encounter in life as in part of normal life. And that way, you know, hey, what if if your cycle is irregular, you need to talk to your care provider about that. But if you don't know anything about it, how would you know? Exactly. And and it's it's, it's things like that. Like you would want to know if your body was functioning normally or abnormally and, and how to deal with that. And, you know, hey, you know what? That's not normal. You know, I just found out a couple months ago I have ADHD and it's explaining my last 43 years of existence. I'm like, wait, that's not normal wait, that's not normal. My husband's like, babe, no, people don't do that. I'm like, but, but this is normal. He's like, no, no, that's not normal. And so, you know, things like never had menstruation you. <laughs> where it's just taboo and we don't even talk about like now ADHD, I feel is kind of safe to talk about, but menstruation still, even for adults is just a topic where like, oh, well, we can't talk about that. That's so embarrassing. I'm like, no, it, it's going to happen hundreds of times throughout your life. You can talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: All
1: right. Sorry, Tad, what were you going to say there? Uh, that Sorry. I wholeheartedly no uh, uh, agree, um, and yeah, uh, and it's it's putting back first of all, yeah, like like K Y was saying, and how the movie addresses it, parents can be blindsided and react negative negatively um, mm-hmm. or poorly, and so mm-hmm. that it's a connection point for both the young teenager and the parents because it's it's that you know, it's it's giving a a, a thought into and influencing the parent and, oh, wait, hold on. Have I had this talk yet? And, oh, yeah, I should totally not react like that because that was that looked wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the, the teenage girl that, that's been in that situation and the guys, the guys that were also put into that situation of Yeah, this is really awkward and embarrassing, and uh, we need to respect each other a little bit more. Um, So, yeah, uh, so I deal with with kids from 5 to 11, and then I help out with our youth group. And so to see all of that change and that coming of age, but also just uh, the the change of independence and the change of perspective and thought – we're all brought up in this movie and are all very important talking points and like other like how do you deal with other family members being involved with your own kid how do you set proper boundaries with your mm. own kid those were things that were were conflict points in this movie and honestly parents you need to stop getting your panties in a twist and actually step up and Yes, be the filter for your these movies that are coming Mm -hmm. out, but not being afraid of these movies when they come out and allow them to be education and and talking points. Mm -hmm. So as a 26 year old single male, uh, (laughs) I love I love my parents and I love my families. And so I I I say that out of serving you guys.
0: (laughs) Well, what were your uh, additional thoughts, if you had any? Or did KY cover it all?
2: <laughs> <laughs> KY did cover a lot of it. Um, go figure. good talking points. I will say, I went into watching this movie wanting to be positive about it. Chris and Mila watched the movie when it first came out. Mila had been really looking forward to watching it. And... Oh, I don't even remember what movie it was several months ago. I think it was a new like Netflix Christmas movie that came out that they watched one Friday night while we are recording. And I come home and Mila's all telling me, Mom, we watched this movie. And I was like, what? We were supposed to watch that as a family. (laughs) Well, then. The previews for Turning Red comes out and Chris is like, well, you probably want to ask your mom if she wants to watch it with you so we don't take it away. <laughs> um, but I ended up saying, no, it's fine. You guys watch it. So one Friday night while we were recording, when it first came out, they watched it, the two of them together. And then I'm seeing all these posts all <laughs> over Facebook about how we shouldn't be watching it and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And so I asked Chris, hey, do you agree with you know, all of these points that these people are making. And he's like, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. He said, yeah, I can see that where there is some underlying truth to some of the points that are being made. But overall, the the warnings and the you shouldn'ts are very much deeply embellished.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of what the... <laughs> those posts that we've seen you know about this uh amount to is they're just upset that these things are happening in the movie they're not necessarily uh being honest about like how they are treated in the movie like it's not a just because the 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 girl character like rebels and yells at her mom that doesn't mean the movie is glorifying that this is a good thing yell at your mother it's like this is a genuine thing that happens between kids and parents like these are things that you have to both realize will happen and be ready for as a as an adult and you know to to expect a movie to not ha- about this about you know growing up you know especially into a more hormonal you know period of your life when you're not ready for these kind of emotions and reactions and and all this to hit you uh and that's you know guy or girl when you're you're hitting puberty you, mm-hmm. your brain just starts to flip out because it doesn't know how to handle all this stuff to expect that there's not going to be this new tension and this new mm-hmm. um you know Anger uh, you know uh, you know all, all this kind of just new adrenaline emotions. and, and you know, yeah. emotions that you're trying to yeah. to figure out that that's not going to bleed out into arguments and and fighting and and you know telling your your mom that you like boys and loud music.
2: <laughs> so okay, yeah. so I went into it wanting to have this positive outlook, right yeah. and immediately, I'm hit with my own negativity. But not at all in terms of what all of those Facebook posts are about. Right. Like, just like my stance in Encanto with Abuela, I do not like the mom in Turning Red. <laughs> at all. The second that she walks in and finds, oh, what is her name? Maylee? May, that?
0: I don't remember now. How
2: you pronounce it? May
0: May. just say May. Okay.
2: Um, and she finds her notebook of her drawings, and she rips the drawings out, and goes to the (laughs) the gas station, and and the whole time I'm like, this is a dream. This is a dream. This mom is not really doing this. This mom is not doing this to her daughter right now.
0: Drawings of a boy shirtless. Scandal. Oh
2: my gosh. (laughs) Like so. uh, Of course, the entire movie I'm watching it like you wretched woman. How dare you? You just destroyed your daughter. Um, but then it just, it really weighed in on me how there's an entire generation of parents who see puberty, who see the changes in our body, who see sex as so taboo. Mm-hmm. And it's like a an, an area that they just are refusing to touch and, right. and discuss and have conversations about. And I just don't understand why. Coming from an educator's perspective, your kids are already hearing about it. Mm -hmm. And from an elementary educator perspective, as early as second grade, your kids are hearing about these things. They're having conversations Mm -hmm. with kids during lunch and at recess. And sure, they may not understand everything that they're saying and everything that they're talking about but they're going to figure it out yeah. and they're going to figure it yeah. out really quick. And if you're not yes. the one who's willing to talk to them about it, yes. where are they going to get their answers from?
3: Right. Yes.
2: If you can't like as a that's parent the crux of it. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can't as a parent swallow your I don't know if it's pride or if it's just it's your more, uncomfortableness, yeah, your awkwardness, fear. um just for 10 15 minutes. You know, to just sit your kids down and say, listen, your bodies are going to feel awkward feelings, and that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I really think part of it is that we're, like, our generation may be one generation above us are kind of like the first generations where we're at that point of, okay, this is supposed to be something we talk about. Right. And none of us really had that or a lot of us didn't have that. And so we're we're a
3: lot of the knowledge either. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're sorry. My mic is cutting in and out. So I'm sorry. If if I did, I talk over you. I'm sorry. Do what you got to do. Go (laughs) for it. Well, I was saying like all, all of the things from menstruation to sex, Mm -hmm. talking about porn, talking about, you know, having healthy boundaries, all of these things that are they're going to encounter at various times in various places in various ways. Like it's part of our job as parents Mm -hmm. to help equip them to go out into the world, whether you're homeschooling, whether you're public schooling, whether you just release them into the wild and hope for the best. I mean, whatever, like our job is to equip them. But like Matt said, I feel like our generation and above, we have not been equipped to have those discussions you know back in the day we all had livestock and we know exactly how it happened you know we know how uh the next generation happens we birth calves right on our own property or our neighbor's property that's a normal (laughs) thing we know how it happens right and we get a couple generations forward and we're like oh i thought i could only get pregnant by kissing because that's what my mom said and i don't know how i got pregnant because i've never kissed my boyfriend i promise and it's like (laughs) well you know what like if you had if your mom had felt equipped to have that conversation with you or if she you know knew knew the facts then it wouldn't have been an issue that i feel like we don't have the permission from ourselves, the embarrassment is there. and We feel like we don't have the permission to have those tough con- contacts with our kids when they're young. You know, like Mo said, super young, just saying like, hey, this is what happens and if anybody ever, you know, shows you or touches you in this area, that's a private area and you need to come and talk to me instead of, oh, we can't talk about that because, oh, that's private. Oh, I don't want to talk to my five-year-old about that. You yeah. know, like, well, no, you need to because you don't want to be the second or third person who talks to your five-year-old about it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And we don't want to get to the point where we're we're shrouding this all in shame for another generation because exactly. that's what that's what yes. happens in this movie. In this movie, after the drawing thing, you see May then like crying into a pillow, filing with herself. Yes. Why were you drawing these yes. horrible, sexy things? Uh-huh. Like it's it's a you know a internal battle with I must be terrible. I must be awful. Yeah. Uh, yep. I yeah. must be you know unworthy in one form or another, and that's that's exactly how. You know, from a male perspective, that's exactly how we've treated like porn. And I don't want to use the M word, but the M word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because that's something that uh, my dad never talked to me about that. You know, no, right. no, nobody ever talked to me about that kind of stuff. I didn't even start hearing about, you know, the dangers of that stuff until uh, maybe youth group. Which, you know, I mm-hmm. attended myself, like it wasn't something my parents were taking me to. And so that's not a common thing, I think, for most teenage boys uh, to hear. Yeah. Uh, and right. maybe a little bit more, at least from Christian households. But at the same time, it's more that stuff's fine. That stuff's OK from the world, even healthy. Like that stuff's healthy. Mm hmm. And that's so it's not even just you need to be made aware of these things, but it's that you need to now kind of go in a counterculture mode Mm -hmm. explaining them, you know, from a a more faith based perspective on how these can lead to more dangerous things Mm -hmm. um, and how you have to keep that stuff in check as quickly as possible. I mean, Mm -hmm. all 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 men and most women deal with that. Uh, At some point, at least, and most for most of their lives, but to go into it without any kind of knowledge of, uh, you know, what that does to you spiritually, physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. uh, how it trains your brain into, you know, how you treat women and other people, uh, Mm, how it completely screws up your idea of what a healthy sexual relationship is supposed to be like. You know, all of that stuff is the harm, the unintended consequences of what seems relatively harmless uh, on its surface. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure the exact same thing uh, in different ways translates to, you know, female growing up is, you know, (laughs) in probably many more uh, untold ways than I can think of as a male. But to, to 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 just not talk about it. Will send you into a, unless you're getting in trouble, let's put it that way, to not talk about it except to get yelled at when you're caught. That's, that's what's just going to send you into shame. And unfortunately, shame is one of those things that needs a coping mechanism to get over. And what do you think the closest coping mechanism is to you? The exact same thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I, with the internet, it's even more nowadays. If oh the gosh. kids hear a word and they don't know what it is, if you aren't established as their go-to, hey, I'm confused about something. They're gonna look it up <laughs> on the internet, and we all know that's a slippery slope for oh. internet searches. Come up with all sorts of things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, really, it's I, I really feel like we we as a culture need to equip and empower parents to cross that bridge earlier and earlier with their kids and just say like hey you know what i'm learning how to be a parent for the first time with you or i'm learning how to be a parent with two kids for the first time with you and you know if i lose my temper i'm sorry but if you need to talk to me about something that you think will upset me tell me and i will try real hard to keep my temper and just know that I'm learning how to handle it too. But I want to be here for you and I don't ever want to embarrass you, but I want to be, I want to be the person you come to with questions. And I promise I won't embarrass you. I promise I won't be teasing you about girls or, you know, whatever, you know, bring it up in front of your friends or be rude or whatever, but just like, I want to be that person for you. So if you hear this or you see this, Come to me. It's like, if you see a gun, we tell our kids, if you see a gun out at somebody's house, don't pick it up. Don't, don't take it somewhere. You think it's safe. Come and tell me, come and tell an adult. It's the same with any, you know, they see porn, they see, you know, something, you know, we try to not be too much, but make them aware of like, Hey, if you see a friend displaying this kind of stuff and it concerns you come to us, you know, or if you see an adult in your life doing something like this. And, um, I just, I mean, it's really just, it all comes under empowering parents to be that person. And that's hard cuz I feel like I'm guessing most of the time and praying the other half of the time.
0: Sure.
2: Oh
3: yeah.
0: And well, that's normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, so we need to that's that's about our time here. Mm-hmm. But uh oh, Tad, did you have anything else to add before we go? Yes.
1: <laughs> Tad? Uh Yeah. Yeah, um at one point that that kind of was was uh just spoken briefly about, but we can't disconnect any of these things with spiritual either. Yeah. Um Amen. all of these things uh uh when we when we uh help develop the physical the mental the emotional we are also developing the spiritual so yes. um with this uh, with this movie i think it got a little too mystical and so sure. uh it's culturally accurate but uh it is definitely one of those things that that is also a good christian talking point too like yes this is this is how their culture is raised and this is what we believe in. So um, it, it really does encompass a lot of really good talking points. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Talk. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I agree with that. Well, no, you agree. got any final thing to say?
2: I mean, I have a lot of final things to say, <laughs> but should I save my final things for our other days?
0: Uh, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank y'all two so much for joining in. I think this was actually a very, very good and uh, enlightening conversation.
2: I agree. I think it hit all the
0: notes I was hoping we were hit and a lot
1: more I didn't even think of.
2: Yes. Thank (laughs) y'all.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Love you, Tad. Love you, Hillary. Thank
2: you. Love you guys. (laughs) love you too.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Really good. Mm Mm-hmm. As always, how would we expect anything less?
2: And we couldn't.
0: <laughs> What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app.
2: Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo.
0: And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we love.
2: Oh my gosh. What? Have you had a chocolate payday?
0: No. Matt? I've seen them. But I love payday as normal. I didn't want to ruin it.
2: Okay. I had the same thought. Yeah. I really did. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe. So when, while Cannon was wrestling you know they have to meet weight
0: right in order yeah, 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 yeah. to to wrestle you have weight classes
2: yeah and that was always a struggle for canon from week to week to kind of make sure he was within that three pound weight range okay and so um there were several times where he would not eat before his match mm. and i would tell him canon you can weigh in and then eat a candy bar for Pete's sake, it'll give you a burst yeah. of energy, yeah. you know, to get out on the mat and just not be sluggish. Right. So I brought him a what I thought was a payday one day. It's a I, payday. Yeah, because yeah. I thought, okay, peanuts and like the peanut buttery.
0: It's caramel essentially yeah. on the inside. It's not. It's but it's like a it's like a not sweet caramel. It's right. really strange, slightly sweet caramel. <laughs>
2: so I kind of had this whole like idea with myself that it was the healthier of the candy bars
0: <laughs> i mean it is okay payday is the i think the healthiest candy bar i believe there's so a whole i feel good thinking yeah. that at least
2: because <laughs> i'm like it's wrapped in peanuts
0: there's right. there's gotta it's be mostly peanuts yeah it's
2: well then i realized that it was
0: the chocolate also one. covered
2: in chocolate okay and so i was like well i mean that could be added sugar mm-hmm, you know added mm-hmm. Energy, oh, definitely. Out so to sugar. speak. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um Anyway, so I give that to him and he loves it. And then I'm like, well, I don't know that I would really like a, a payday. I love payday as is. I don't think that adding chocolate onto it is going to make it any better. Right. Oh, boy. I was mindset. wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Are you a Snickers fan?
0: Oh, love Snickers.
2: Okay, so you will like the chocolate payday. Shoot. Okay. You will like the chocolate no, payday.
0: Don't get me hooked on another candy. It's
2: better please. than a Snickers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> better than a Snickers? Oh yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Better what? than a
2: Snickers to me, hands down. Because I, think, so. I think that a payday is already, like, top-notch candy bar. It's, it's really good. By far, probably one of my it's favorite almost, candy but bars. But it's almost
0: like a savory candy bar. Yes! But that, I mean, okay, but like a sweet and salty, though? Uh-huh. That might,
2: Okay. Mm. Dang it! Yeah, well, so that is my something one, so. that I love.
0: Can't <laughs> eat one for a few months, so.
2: So, <laughs> you need to just tell me when... When is a good time? time? Uh huh. And I'll make sure you
0: have one. (sighs) All right. All right. Well, here's my thing WrestleMania. All right. At the time of this recording, WrestleMania hasn't actually happened yet. But by the time you're hearing this on the radio or the podcast, it will have happened. And uh, I'm super excited for it. I don't even care if the WrestleMania is bad. WrestleMania time is one of the best times of the year because it's really just where wrestling nerds get to nerd out to the fullest. Um, But I will say specifically something that I have seen already that has already happened was the hall of fame, which is usually held the night before WrestleMania begins where they inducted uh, Mark Calloway, the undertaker as the headlining inductee into the WWE hall of fame. He gave one of the greatest uh, accepted speeches I have ever heard. I teared up at least three different times. He spoke about uh, his restored faith in Jesus Christ. He st- told all these beautiful stories from from some of his best matches. It was just the the oh, it was everything I hoped it would be. And so, if you have Peacock, uh, or even if you don't, I think actually I think the whole speech, or at least part of it, is on YouTube. But if you have Peacock, go watch the whole speech. Uh, If you were ever a fan of The Undertaker in the last 30-some-odd years he's been wrestling, uh, it'll be well worth it.
2: I'm sorry. I can't hear Undertaker and not think Home Alone.
0: Home Alone?
2: Yeah. When? um, Oh, what's the tall, skinny one? Harry? No. Yeah, Harry. Yeah, Harry. And he's like... Or The Undertaker. Oh, right.
0: He does say that. Yeah, or a... The Undertaker.
2: Yeah, it's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, anyway. All right. Let's end with our verse for the day. Verse
2: for the day is First Kings eight fifty seven. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us or abandon us.
0: And that's going to do it for The Back Row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show.
2: Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially.